Shout out to Curtis Brewers. Curtis has been pretty amazing to us over the years, and they have some pretty cool stuff going on. This is their 75th anniversary this year. They are the first company to bring digital digital technology to brewing. Going digi, straight digi. I think one of the coolest things they do is they do 48-hour turnaround on all orders. So if you need a brewer in like two days, you can get that. Yeah, and mo most of the time it's actually faster, which is a trip. Uh, the other thing is that they're a family-owned company, and we're super down with that. They are four generations deep, and they have really built themselves a legitimate empire. We really believe in the family-owned and operated deal. They're from California, which is where we're from. So you know what's cool we in love California? It Solar. Solar. Energy efficiency. They have what? Thirty-eight thousand three hundred eight. They have like some odd thousands of solar panels. So many solar panels that they are 90% neutral in their energy use. So if that's not enough shout-outs and that's enough reason to get involved with these guys, I don't really know what it is. Chris. I got one more. What? Coffee tastes awesome. Oh, yeah. We drink it all the time out of Curtis Brewers. That's just like a bonus, I guess, though. Yeah, I mean, if you want good coffee and an awesome coffee, company. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. And it's not Cat and Cloud, try Curtis. All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. We're in San Diego at Hawthorne Coffee. And I'm with Dylan Redman, who owns Hawthorne Coffee. Jared's over there too. He's just chilling. He's had a rough week. So he's you're gonna you're gonna hear a little sprinkles of Jer here and there, but we're letting him rest. His voice is a little hoarse, a little coarse. He had uh, H1N1, avian flu, he had <laughs> straight he had influenza. He had the dengue. He had a lot of stuff. It was, it was pretty bad. So we're gonna have a podcast from here. We did a guest shift here today, and I just need to throw down some shout-outs before we even get started. So, first, foremost, Harrison from Augie's. We took off and we came back, and there's a bag of coffee that you left for us. It says, "Thanks for the podcast." Signed, Harrison, and you came down to see us, and we were already gone, and that makes us sad. So we just wanted to roll hard, give you a shout out. Thanks, Harrison. We're going to drink this coffee, and I bet it's going to be delicious. Shout out to Lindsay. I don't know your last name. You came in and are amped on the podcast, and we talked for a while, and it made us happy. You said that we motivated you and got you stoked to explore the world of coffee, and that's really what this thing is about. So thanks for that. And then the Tea Garden crew, you know, Tea Garden, Soul Music, Six Squad. Check them out if you haven't heard, you know, whatever. I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> anyway, we came down here, worked a shift for most of the day. And man, this place is fantastic. So Dylan, this is your place. Yes, sir. <laughs> mic up, Dylan. I'm here. You ready? Mic, mic up. Yeah, got hardcore. Me? We got All a right. hardcore mic up. Um, so Dylan runs Hawthorne with his dad and a pretty sweet squad. Oh, look. There's water service happening. You can't see in podcast land. How did this get started? You guys have you have a really interesting story because you don't have a coffee background at all aside from this place. You have a rest, uh, restaurant background, bar background. That's correct, yeah. Um, started out uh, about 12, 13 years ago working as a bartender um, for a company in Pacific Beach, which is a neighborhood in San Diego here. Um, Worked for them for a long time doing bartending and worked my way up the ranks to general manager. Helped them open a few stores there and loved it. I just love service and it kind of led me into coffee. Um, more as an amateur personal level than my, where I started with that. But yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. 
And your dad is a full-blown coffee geek. Yes. And it seems like he kind of pulled you in the coffee direction. Um, yeah, he was a home espresso guy, had his little home machine with the water, the water reservoirs, filling it up all the time, uh, rocking that. And he, he definitely got me started in that direction. Um, loved, he loves that. He's a tinker guy with the, his little book writing all his, his dates and variables down in there. He's a geek for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Geek. Espresso geek. Those are the best kinds. <laughs> so what was, what was the catalyst that made you want to move from the bar world, from the restaurant world into this coffee world? And we talked a lot like over the past couple days and it's apparent that you're really into the idea of service and, and helping people out. Let's talk about that transition. Uh, yeah, it was for me, um, kind of a seamless transition. I think, I had some coffee jobs that were not at all specialty and, and not fancy coffee jobs 10, 12 years ago. And I love the environment. I love the, the feel of a, a community shop. And after being in the bar and restaurant world for a long time, I, I, I kind of got this love for coffee in the last couple of years. And it just um, kind of blossomed from there. We got the ideas we talked about. Uh, coffee and breakfast places and that sort of that sort of thing and then just getting involved in the community and being part of somebody's morning every day for me it's about service and it translated from uh, the restaurant from bars to coffee pretty easily how was the espresso learning curve for you did your dad train you no, I don't think he trained me on espresso. We definitely played. <laughs> no, <Nah>, Dad. <laughs> no, man. Nah, dude. No way. <laughs> dad, um, I'm grown up now. <laughs> <laughs> he for sure introduced me into it, and we he he got me started with playing with espresso. Um, I think, yeah, going from that to to a full shop scale was crazy for us. Um, so yeah, he, he definitely got me going. Sorry. What was the first thing? Okay, so you're gonna go and open a coffee shop. You've like dabbled as a barista like a decade ago or something. When you sit down to start to make this business plan, like what is the first thing you do? Is it like, are you thinking about where you wanna be in San Diego? Or are you thinking about like, this is the kind of espresso machine I'm gonna have? Like where did your mind go first? Wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah, it was probably location is probably where we went first. Um, location and just education. Once we made the call, it was definitely getting immersed in the world and figuring everything out, reading as much as I could. Honestly, listening to you guys when we first got started was huge for me. Um, you really pump me up on that not to geek out on you guys too hard but that's fair we'll take it <laughs> we'll take an on the air endorsement <laughs> it was awesome i mean you know just getting getting in the world and really figuring it out but as we got started it was it was a location for us it was finding the right space um we had an idea about how we wanted it to go we had an idea about how we wanted everything to um look and we have you know 
geeked out on shops on the internet. Um, you know, we love the look of Scout is a really awesome shop. Uh, Kova is really sweet. You know, we like a lot of that, that, those feels. So we did a lot of research on that and it was kind of finding just a location that fit that image we had in our head um, for sure was the first step. Uh, and I think we found it in where we are. It, it's a cool neighborhood. We're super jazzed on the community. Everyone here has just been really accepting and really psyched to have us in the, in the area. So this is Normal Heights, right, in San Diego? Is that correct? It's technically no? North Park. Technically it's North Park. It's on Adams Ave, which is kind of an offshoot of Normal Heights. But, yeah, most people around this area consider it Normal Heights. Okay. Um, we'll call it, we call it Outside of Normal. Outside of Normal. <laughs> So the strip you're on, it's pretty cool. There's a, there's a really awesome bar on the corner, Polite Provisions, which looks rad. You just got a ramen. Yeah, Tajima ramen noodle door. shop. Super awesome next door. A French bistro. And then beer fish. Beer fish. <laughs> it seems like it's pretty happening right now, but I would imagine that in like five years, it's, this place is going to be insane. Just yeah. the neighborhood and, as a whole. Our build-out was a year wire-to-wire, wire, and in the time we signed our lease to the time to now, which is coming on 20 months, it's been, I think, six restaurants that have opened in this one-block area in that time, or been started at least and get, getting going. What was the most challenging thing during the build-out phase? So you find the building... It's a small-ish building. What, what's your square footage here? Uh, it's just shy of 800. Yeah. It's awesome, though. You've got big glass storefronts. What do they call this? It's a There's two huge glass pane windows on either side, and then it indents back to where Like an alcove? Is. Yeah, it's a little alcove. And then, so you have this building. Then what do you do? Because I know our, for us, it was permitting. Permitting was... Like the gnarliest thing. Yeah, for through. sure. It was the same way for us. Um, we had a, a few crazy setbacks with our general contractors and some really interesting things that happened there and some, some serious on-the-job learning that we had to do uh, as we kind of played that general contractor role and as we built out this place. I, the hardest thing was learning on the fly, I think. You know, we just had to kind of pick up and and rebound off of anything that was a setback and, and keep moving forward as fast as we could. And there was more setbacks than we could even talk about. Um, what was, like, the gnarliest one? Like, just... And the reason I'm asking is because there's probably a bunch of people who are listening to this who have the idea that, like, oh, I'm going to open my own coffee shop or I have this thing in my mind. And for me, it's like, really comforting when we would hear stories of other people's build out hardships because it gave us these little things like oh, okay we know to look for this or this is obviously there's a million potential problems but what was the most ripper thing that happened yeah for sure i mean it started out when we opened our floor and this building was built in 1932 and it looked like the original pipes were in there and they were non-existent i mean the floor was underneath the ground was just totally soaked and then so that set us back right off the right off the get-go because they had to replace a lot of the plumbing underneath us just everything and rusted. Everything was rusted out. There was holes in the pipes. It was all over the place. Um, on top of that, it was just, yeah, I mean, permitting's tough. You really got to you gotta find the people that know really what they're doing and, and have good relationships with the city 
and it's it's tough it's tough to get through some of these permitting issues and you know you you bang heads with the city for a while just trying to figure everything out and it's you know it, it, it's 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 a struggle for sure no that's awesome that's <laughs> sorry <laughs> We did a double take there for those of you in internet <laughs> land. We both locked eyes. We were both going to speak, but we didn't. <laughs> it's amazing. So the shop looks killer. You got uh, two groups in SO, a couple peaks running. Yeah. And then a, uh, a back bar grinder for decaf. So you run two espressos. Yes. We have the answer. The answer. Super awesome. Which if you're listening to this, you know what that's about. Oh, Yeah. Um, and then we do a rotating single origin. Um, we sometimes rotate the truth into that. It's kind of a week by week thing, how we're feeling, whatever we're excited about. We kind of just bring it in. We'll just do some test outs and pull some shots and see what we're, what we're feeling that week. And then we'll kind of set it up for the week and, and rock a fun shot there. And it's a big, bright, rad shot that we're pulling out of that one. Are there a lot of people that come in looking for that on the customer side? they're down for the adventure or I think I don't know if people are looking for it as much as they find it I'll say okay. I mean we got a lot of people that'll come in that aren't that aren't really familiar with that kind of stuff um you know San Diego's coffee scene is relatively young as you know everywhere's coffee scene is pretty young but um you know San Diego's is definitely just just getting going and and I think a lot of people come in and they don't really know about this kind of stuff yet, especially in this neighborhood. And, and we just talk about it and they get a shot like that. And it's, you know, a cool experience for them. For a city with like a relatively young coffee scene, you have a pretty good barista scene. Yeah. I mean, in the shop all day, we were here starting at seven and we took off around two or three, I guess. And there were baristas in here from all kinds of different shops all day, which is something in Santa Cruz that we don't necessarily get because there's only a few shops in town and there's definitely for us like a growing barista scene, but you seem to have a pretty diverse cross-section of baristas from different shops who all kind of play well together. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone here is, is super supportive of each other. We all, you know, every, anytime there's an event, everyone gets together, uh, supports each other, goes and checks out each other's shops, you know. In the little time I have off, I, I spend time at Copa Vida and James and Bird Rock and, you know, a bunch of shops around town. Um, we all just kind of rotate around and see each other. It's, it's, a, it's a really sweet community, and, and everyone's, like I said, everyone's just really supportive. I, I think we're blessed to have that around here. I'm going to shift gears on you so hard. I'm ready. And ask you what your first epic coffee experience was like if there's one point in time to where you remember like your introduction to coffee and this is more than like just a drink okay um i guess i have to go back and shout out dad on this one with the espressos um you know it was kind of started me in that direction and i started exploring more and i found um, I have some roaster friends around this area that would make me coffee and all of a sudden it was this, this thing that can be really amazing for, and I didn't understand at that point, like why it sucked so many different places, <laughs> not to be that way, but 
Well, it just it was a it was a strange moment to be like, all right, this is this is a product that can that can taste really great, and I don't have to cover it up with a bunch of stuff. Do you um, remember like one shot that you had in particular, one beverage? It was just. I think I'm a bad coffee professional in that way that That's I okay. don't have a single like shot, like a single moment, aha moment. I've definitely had some amazing shots. Um, I think. I was probably like introduced into all that with those and then I'm going to go to a natural Ethiopia probably and I yep, know it's that's, I know it's a super standard answer probably but hey it's cliche for a reason <laughs> because it's real and that it's like it works <laughs> it it was like you know holy shit there's blueberries in this coffee and where did that come from um was it espresso or brewed? Uh, it was espresso. It was espresso? Yeah. Was it a single origin shot? Yeah. By dad. Not by dad. Not no. by dad? That one, no, it was not by dad. Where um, was that one? It was at, it was actually a coffee and tea collective down here, which is a super rad shop just down the street from us. Cool. Uh, in North Park. Very cool. <laughs> Are we live? Yeah, I've just been triggering a lot. Oh, that's yeah. fair. No, we're in the zone. Yeah, that's such a common experience. I think that's a great experience. It's like, I love the natural Ethiopians just for that reason. They're game changers. It's like a hook, line, and sinker for customers. Something they can like sink their teeth into. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's so real. It's just, I mean, we kind of used that for a little bit when we first opened. It's just an introduction where we were doing um, a single origin natural Ethiopian on a batch brew. And kind of doing side by side with it for some people that were kind of new to it that were, hey, give me something that you like here that's cool. And, and giving somebody a cup of coffee that tastes like that, that's new to the scene was, it was cool to see that experience for them. You are a lot warmer down here than we are up in Santa Cruz as a whole. What is your most popular drink? Is it ice stuff or is it kind of a 50-50 split? Yeah, um, we're only 10 months in now and we spent the bulk of our kind of ramp up here in the summertime. So uh, San Diego is definitely a cold brew city. Um, we do a, a nitro cold brew out of the Brazil right now from you guys that kind of rocks it. Um, we definitely crush through a lot of that. How much do you or do you brew it all in the back there? Yeah. And then like a pony keg, like a we do five, five gallon, gallon yeah, five gallon batches, and we're we're going through every other day at most one. So I think we probably get through six a week, five a week during the summer, during like the busier times that we had during the summer when it's super hot. Um, yeah, we definitely run through a lot of that. Do you do a different cold brew that's not nitro too, or is it? We do. We do like a flash chilled. Uh, uh, hot, like a hot coffee, hot brewed coffee over ice. Um, we do that as like our fresher rad iced coffee. It definitely brings out more of the flavors and we love having that fresh iced coffee kind of feel. Feel that. We do the flash brew too. It's like, it tastes really, really good. Some about that heat that brings out, it's, it's so easy about to the heat that too. brings out that coffee. It's great. It's beautiful. You get that sweetness going on. Okay, so you 
have this crazy coffee experience. You connect with your dad. Your dad wasn't living here at the time. He moved down here to help open the shop. And you guys open this thing as a unit. You pop the doors open. People come in. What does it look like to get a staff? Like, how do you start curating your staff? Honestly, our staff happened in probably one of the coolest ways that I've had a staff work out for it. It was people walking by because we did the build out pretty much ourselves. It was people cruising by and talking to us five, six months before we finished, got the doors open, uh, pop their heads in. We talk about what we're about. They were super into it. Um, really cool people. And they kept coming back in and I just said, we'll get the doors open soon. Keep popping your head back in. And they did. And, um, the, our opening staff pretty much all worked out that way. I don't even know if we ended up placing an ad. I think we did at the very end and we got a, like one or two people out of that, but our core group, our like first five people we hired were all people that just popped their head in throughout our build out and were just awesome, awesome people. And, you know, I know we talked about it in the last couple of days and I think we just, we were looking for service people that really enjoy being around people and, and we found them, you know. Did you find drawing on a lot of the restaurant and bar experience when doing training? And yeah, definitely. Um, I got, I got a really good base, I guess for other people flashing back to that. If people are listening, trying to open something up. If you get a chance to just train yourself with somebody else's coin and learn from somebody that's been doing it for a while, I super recommend that. Like, I got a great base of knowledge from this group that I worked for, and they trained me, and I had was able to put in place like systems and training manuals and uh, back of the house stuff that's just a nightmare to figure out on the fly that I learned about throughout this you know, 10 or so years in the business. And it, it just helps out a lot getting that going, getting that, you know, having that base so that you don't have to figure it all out. Yeah. I Shout out to Chuck, who does all that back of house number stuff for us. <laughs> Chuck, you're at home back in Santa Cruz. We love you. Chuck really does some magic and allows Jared and I to be super creative. Chuck doesn't get enough play on the podcast. <laughs> This Cat and Cloud podcast is actually brought to you by Chuck. <laughs> you heard it from Chuck. It's cool, though, and I think that's great, and I think that it's a nice like juxtaposition from the person who's like, oh, I'm really enthusiastic about coffee, and I've been that way for like 10 years, and I'm going to open my own coffee shop, and I just like really care about coffee quality, which is super important and awesome, and you guys obviously care about coffee quality here, but... There's so many sketchy unknowns in that business world of like, how do I make the shop run and make sure my margins are right? How do I make the shop run and make sure my cost of goods are right and I'm not blown through product and just like just burning money down the tube, which I can imagine just working in the world of, I don't even understand restaurants. Like straight up, it seems insane to me how you can keep pars on like so many different highly perishable goods like every night like stupid little shit like lettuce and tomato you know what i mean like you got to run it tight it's yeah it's a nightmare it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's it's tough but you know you get you get your systems in place and that's kind of just once you get those kind of things locked down then it becomes second nature i guess and that's 
it's a lot less here, obviously, as we talk about it, you know, we're dealing with a lot less product, but it really just set me up for that kind of stuff and being able to lock those kind of numbers down, which is awesome. And it lets me focus on just figuring everything out that we want to do with coffee. And, you know, something that you guys talk about that I love is just that we are all figuring it out as we're we're rolling along and, and, you know, there's just cool things that we're going to run across and all of a sudden, Oh shit, we're going to start doing it this way. And that was a sign that just fell down. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to, we're going to just get on all these like really cool levels of finding new things that we want to play with and (laughs) nice pickup. What's (laughs) it's a good (laughs) with the legs. What's the happiest surprise you've had since opening Hawthorne that you didn't think was going to be a part of running this business? Wow, uh, that's a tough one. I know. I think I'm pushing you pretty hard. No, here. no. <laughs> it's. I think it's just the people coming in every day. Not that I didn't think people were gonna come in, but that's just an unknown. Like having people come in every day and tell us that they love what we're doing and that, you know, they appreciate having us here on this block and like the community has been really supportive. And like I said, I, I, of course you expect that to happen or else you wouldn't open a place, but to have that happen every day, I think is probably one of the more pleasant surprises for us is just that, you know, you just get people tell you every day, this is an amazing cup of coffee you serve me. I had a great experience here. It's, you know, it's really humbling that you get to, do that and that I get to get up get up every morning and you know serve people coffee and help people have a really awesome day did anybody vibe you out while you were opening like be like why are you opening a coffee shop oh totally there's like a coffee shop around the corner oh my god so many different times (laughs) I it was there's a lot of people that definitely said that it was there's one right over here there's one right over there why would you do this here it's so intense (laughs) people get super intense about that I know it's amazing we got that. We got that a little bit. It was kind of fun. It's amazing how you can turn them around by just being like really friendly and gracious. And I mean, we only had a couple. I think Jared is like people are just like, "There's a coffee shop right across the street. Coffee shop right around the corner." Yeah, we're different. It's cool. We'd love to have you in. Have a great time. <laughs> yeah, there's not much. I mean, you know, you could not much you can say about it. Just. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> Come by. I we'll, got that latte on lockdown we'll for you. Exactly. <laughs> um, who would win in a latte or throwdown? You or dad? I think I could take him right now. Oh, <laughs> dang. Spitting fire. There's a call out. <laughs> We're calling out latte or throwdown predictions. <laughs> he's, he's, he's definitely coming up, but I think I, think I have the edge for the moment. <laughs> oh, it's so rad. I'm having the best time in here. Just to paint the picture of what's happening for everyone out there in podcast land, there's like a, there's an actual close happening right now. So there's, Raquel's over there counting money, just <laughs> making it rain. Dad's cleaning up. Jared's on Facebook Live. It's going hard in the paint right now. Do you have anything here that you think is like a big differentiator 
maybe on your menu that's like quite a bit different than a lot of the other shops in the area? I mean, other, do you than, have like weird, other than Cat and Cloud? Other than Cat and Cloud, yeah. Like, do you have weird specialty drinks? Or, um, yeah, I know there's a couple I do, saw on the menu that I, I didn't know what they were. Yeah, we do a couple different signature drinks that we're playing with. We're going to rotate those through at all times just to, like, different season things. Um, we do a, a cold brew cascara fizz here that comes out pretty rad. It's a, it's a fun, for those of you that don't know, cascara is the cherry around the coffee. Um, we do a cold brew on that and then we put it on CO2 to sparkle it. It's kind of fun and bright and I know some people do it. It's just a, a neat little addition that we think is kind of rad. Um, we have a house lemonade that we mix with a nitro cold brew to do a cold brew lemonade that comes out kind of fun. Um, Whoa, it's like a, like an Arnold Palmer, but Arnold with coffee. Arnold Palmer with coffee, exactly. What would they call that, really, though? The <laughs> Apollo Creed, I think. <laughs> there you go. Um, What's a broadside? What is broadside that? Broadside is, uh, is like a cold brew latte. It's, on our, it's our take on doing, you know, a, a fun, creamy latte with cold brew. It's our nitro mixed with a uh, little half and half vanilla syrup and cinnamon. Cin shaken oh, okay. Up. Yeah. You shake all the ice drinks, I noticed. Shake all the ice drinks, for sure. It gets that, that creamy... Creamy beige. That creamy beige. <laughs> I think I, I, can't, I can't get away from the bartender background. Um, I saw you grab the syrup. Like, what do they call that? He, he like, grabs it, like, up high, underhands it, like, <laughs> solid bar pour, like, straight one-ouncer. You can't, you can't it, get it out of my it. head, you know? It was pretty fantastic. Just muscle memory. That was one of my favorite moments of the day. I was like, oh, he's going for it. <laughs> he's just, he's about to get lit right now. <laughs> it's going off. Working in other people's bars is like the best thing ever. It's like the best and the most confusing thing that you could do. Because we're here. So you have one thing that's working on your side, which is brand new energy. Because like the first time you work in a space... You never get to feel that energy again because, like, everything's totally unknown. So Jared and I walk in, we get behind the bar, and it's just like, oh, cool. Everything's fresh. Like, this is crazy. And then the weird flip side to that is, like, you don't know where anything is. You don't know how the tickets work. You don't know how much syrup or flavoring to use in things. And it's pretty sweet to be able to figure that stuff out. It's pretty, pretty easy to work on this bar because the workflow is pretty straight through, which is similar to ours, which is... Take the ticket, ticket goes in the back counter, and then you've basically got grinders feeding through to the espresso machine, feeding through to the service area, which is pretty pretty standard and pretty similar to ours, but what else? I don't think it really got weird. I think we pretty I think we nailed it pretty hard. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like doing a fun little event. Just keep it fresh. Jerry, you wanna jump in on here, dude? This is what I sound like, so Kind of not a good idea. <laughs> it's just a sample. He's coughing off screen now. <laughs> what we do for you. So do you have like a, this is your first store and you're only 10 months old. Yeah. Which, is, which, is, which is fresh, but do you have a vision, like a three-year plan or a five-year plan or where do, you, where do you see this going? Um, I, I do, but... I don't want to like lock it down 
quite yet. Right. I, you know, we have we have some ideas and we'd love to, you know, move forward with what we're doing um, at this store. Obviously, opening more locations is is on the it's on the list. Um, we're just so focused on getting this place like just super dialed the way we like it. Um, things have come up in the last couple of days, I think that, you know, bring up, bring up that more off more for me that, you know, we could do another store. We could have new locations. I mean, do you think you would ever do something with like a bigger food program in it and like take some of the restaurant stuff you've done before? And yeah, it's definitely something that, I think I would that I miss about having a small space here that we it'd be nice to be able to do that a little bit more. Um, I definitely have that love and drive of food and food service. And I think doing that is just the coffee world and the food world are so closely related, yet we've they're all split right now. And there's not a lot of, you know, there's a few shops out there that do super rad coffee and food along but i think that's kind of the way it's all going um yeah, we're definitely it, moving that way it seems like more and more people are integrating like food at a i don't know what you call it like a deeper level more elaborate menus yeah for than sure. your typical just standard sandwich or whatever you know you guys have toast here we do toast here but we don't do anything like foodie foodie Right. Like uh, go get him tiger. Yeah. Back I mean, house kitchen foodie or. We got some sweet empanadas from Piranha Empanada. <laughs> they rock. The adult hot pocket. Adult hot, grown up hot pocket. The toast was really good too. The gluten free bread for all you gluten free fools out it. there like myself. It's, it's not a bad way to roll. So, oh man. Do you have holiday stuff? coming out like you haven't been through a holiday season yet we have not um what do you anticipate i have no idea Uh, every time a new season comes around it's like kind of a new fun experience for me it's you know we try to we try to figure out what's going to happen and something else goes on and you know san diego isn't known for its seasons so it's not the biggest like you know, we all need to bundle up in the winter, in the winter, and and get that nice hot, I guess, peppermint mocha going. But right, you have seasonal drink, maybe. Yeah, oh well, yeah, maybe? for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, we do like a four to five seasonal drink menu that we're gonna rotate through. Um, it'll definitely go along with the seasons and try to. Somewhat mimic that, uh, you know, it'll be a little lighter. We, we're still doing ice drinks for our seasonal drinks now because it was like 90 degrees here today. So. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> That's pretty rad, but um, we'll definitely have that changing up. We, we like to keep, try to keep moving around with our menu and, and keep coming up with fun stuff. What is like the biggest piece of advice you could give to someone who's thinking about starting their own coffee shop or restaurant or bar. <laughs> um, just get ready. It's crazy. It's, it's, you know, double the money you thought it was going to be. And 
you just got to be ready to like react to any situation. And I think, you know, getting that base going for me was huge. Getting the experience behind me. If you can find someone that has a restaurant that you admire or that you like and you can get them, go follow them around for a couple of days and watch how they do it. Somebody that you think rocks at service and sit around and take notes in their shop for a little while, I would, su- I would definitely advise that because getting a, a good base, either be back of the house, accounting, bookkeeping, that kind of stuff, or just getting that good service model down is just super key. And then as far as the build-out goes and the and the all that, it's just get ready. Just be ready for anything. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come fast and furious, and you never know what's <laughs> going to happen. And you just got to be willing to flow. Like, I mean, I can't tell you. I guess I would say the biggest mistake that we made, I don't know. One of the mistakes we made was just in ordering equipment, we definitely had like, we had to get this one size sink, our three compartment sink, and we checked out when it was available over and over again, and it was available and ready to ship, and we're ready for our final like inspection, and then we go to buy the sink, and all of a sudden it's a month lead time or two month lead time, and it's like the only place that we can get this damn sink, and we have to sit around on our hands waiting for it. And it was crazy, like, get a storage unit, start collecting equipment, find it on the, on the cheap if you can. We put in two sinks in the same day. Because the same thing happened to us. We had the sink that was on the plans. That thing was nowhere to be found, because all of a sudden, again, long lead time. So they got another sink, slapped it in the day that the health inspector came to do final sign-off. She said, this sink doesn't work because the boards on the side of the sink were long enough. Same thing no big for us. Deal. Rushed, found another sink, ripped it out, put it in the same day. It was just ridiculous. It was just so like crazy that we would like that we had to like wait on that when we had gone through so much and we were right at the end and it was like all of a sudden as we're looking for our, our last couple of little pieces of the puzzle that we would like see online it's ready to go, it'll ship in two days, it'll be there in seven. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, no, no, that's not ready. That's going to take two months to get there. And we were, it was crazy. Yeah, it was fantastic. I I found one. Actually, I found (laughs) one online in Austin, Texas. And we were like, I think we were on the website ready to buy tickets and a U-Haul. And I was on Craigslist, putting on ads on Craigslist to see if anyone was driving from Austin to San Diego to bring us this sink. It was like on a used Craigslist thing. It was insane. We were trying to get it. It was crazy. That's so tight. (laughs) Yeah, I was like stressed out about the roaster. I'm like, the roaster's going to be a pain in the ass. And here we are, like trying to get ready to open. Roaster's in, plumb, like 350,000 BTs of gas flowing, no big deal. And we're like trying to find the sink. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. <laughs> it was the dumbest that's thing. That's ever happened. So, <laughs> like super ridiculous. 20 bucks a month, storage unit. Start collecting that equipment and put it in your garage or find a storage unit or stick it in the shop and move it around because it's a huge pain in the ass, but whatever you got to do, it's definitely like a stupid reason to like be delayed. It was crazy. That is the most real talk thing that I've ever heard. That, that's so real. Is there anything else that I haven't asked you that you want the fine people of the world to know about? Any little nugget of knowledge? Nuggets of knowledge. Any little nug. 
Just one little nug. You um, don't have to have one. I just always ask before we wrap. No. Um, I think... Sick nug. <laughs> um, <laughs> be good to your people. I mean, take care of your employees. Take care of the people that are coming in here. Like, for us, service is just is key. Getting our service model dialed in. Getting our... Having everyone on our staff understand that we're a service company. We're, we're here to take care of the people that come in here. Um, if they didn't come in every day, then we wouldn't have people to serve coffee to. So for us, it's, you know, for us as owners, it's take care of our employees because they take care of the people that take care of us. Um, I don't know <laughs> much more than that. That's, that's no, that's truth. That's 100% truth. Yeah, your staff was great. They welcomed us into their home, and we had a great time. So if y'all are in San Diego, come check out Hawthorne, 3019 Adams Avenue. In not normal heights, but what, are they, what is it again? Off normal? Out, outside normal. Outside normal? Outside normal. <laughs> if you want to get outside of the norm and have some rippers... Come to Hawthorne, and I think we're just going to clip it right there, y'all. Yeah, let me wrap up just by saying thank you so much to these guys for coming down. Come on. They rocked the bar for us. Um, Super great guys to work with. Check them out if you haven't. (laughs) They rock. (laughs) Check us out. I know it's super lame to plug you on your own 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 podcast. I love it. I got to do it. I'm they rock. Um, so it's been great working with them. So no, thank thanks. you guys. This thank is, you guys. It's super cool. And honestly, it was like, it was tricky since we're so new too to get away for the weekend. But on our end, I'm so glad that we did. And I know because I've worked in wholesale a lot before. And depending on how you structure your wholesale program, it can be sometimes like a thankless part of your business to where it's like you've got a retail store and a, and a wholesale program. And the retail store is great, you know. You have instant gratification with like every customer interaction that you have. Someone comes through the door, you give them coffee, you smile, you see them smile back, they say thank you, you say thank you, you're like aware that you like impacted their day because you could push some energy off onto them and you're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then some wholesale programs can be like, cool, I roasted coffee in a room by myself, I put it in a box by myself and I shipped it out the door and like I have no idea what the fuck goes on with you know like goes out into the world somewhere and you're just like hoping that it lands somewhere good and hoping that it's actually making someone's day better but you don't always get to experience that so like coming down here for us was to just get a chance to just kind of see that through it's like you guys are doing a great job with the coffee but even more than that, just like getting to see some of your customer base and connect with the people that come in through your shop was that was cool because it was like felt like an extension of our retail space. So that was rad. So all that to say, I'm glad we made the time to, to come through and that was tight. So thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this is the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. And we're in San Diego and we're going home tomorrow. Thanks for listening and all the cool people we met today. You guys really made our day and we will catch you on the flip side.